Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. Tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. Welcome back to another episode. Wait, not another episode. Welcome back to episode 100 of the FOMO Fans podcast. Um, guys, I'm, I'm super proud of myself, which is a weird way to start a podcast. And if you guys know me, uh, I, that's not my normal style. But um, consistency for me is a struggle playing the long game and sticking with something that has ups and downs. I love to pivot. I love to change. I love to embrace new things that are going on. Um, And when I started this podcast, November of 2016, I asked some of my favorite podcasting friends and those that have really successful podcasts for advice. I asked about advice about monetizing this podcast. I asked for advice on, you know, how should I create it? What are some things I should do for the podcast? And Michael O'Neill, who hosts a podcast called The Solopreneur Hour, which is a great podcast. I believe he's like in the 700 episodes by now. Um, And I've been on there, I guess, three or four times. Um, He gave me the advice and said, commit to doing 100 episodes before changing or trying to monetize or forcing things um, a different way. And so that was his advice, commit to 100 episodes. And so when I did this first, the, the episode zero and episode one, I put in the title of the episodes, I put three digits, right? I said, this is episode 001, episode 002. And if you go back and listen to that first episode, um, I made a commitment and said, if you guys are willing to subscribe, if you guys are willing to follow me, I will commit to doing 100 episodes. And... Along the way, it's been a bumpy ride, right? Um, there was times where I didn't do one for a couple weeks. Uh, there was a month in 2017 where I was going through my divorce and, and uh, dealing with the courts, and I ended up not doing one for almost an entire month. Um, but along the way, for the most part, I've been um, you know, fairly consistent uh, you know, in the, from a standpoint of you know, probably creating, I'd say, 40, um, 40 each you know, every 12, 12 months or so. Um, which is pretty damn good for me. And I think that's, uh, you know, I preach the importance of consistency. And if you want to stand out from the noise, um, consistency is extremely important. And uh, consistency is something uh, that you must embrace and something that uh, that is, you know, the easiest way to stand out, probably the easiest thing for us to do, but is for hard hard to commit uh, to actually accomplishing. And uh, for me, that, uh, that was the case as well for this, um, for this podcast and this show, but I've loved it. I, I've, it's had many different, uh, <laughs> I've had many different ups and downs. Uh, you know, weirdly enough, the, in the last three months, uh, the, the download numbers have gone way down. Um, but that's okay. Uh, you know, my, my, my focus has changed. Uh, I have other podcasts that are out now as well. Uh, those of you that know, just try this podcast is one of the ones that I do with, uh, Amy Landino. Just check it out at just try this podcast.com. Uh, and it's funny because if I'm looking, I'm looking right now at the data of what the most popular episodes, um, were from a download number. 
And of course, like the first three episodes, um, they they have like a ton of downloads. They're they're in the twenty thousand, thirty thousand download number. But you know, as like the the episodes core, uh, the most po- one of the most popular ones was episode fifty three. How artificial intelligence and augmented reality are disrupting digital storytelling. Uh, another one is uh, number eighty five. When you treat your social media like a billboard, you get billboard results. Uh, another one of the successful ones was episode uh, 60, which was the Facebook news changes. Um, another one that, uh, was episode 71, uh, episode 14, where I talked about influencer marketing. So it's been an interesting journey. And and I'm uh, on this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about, about a couple of different things. But I know for many people um, that are, are fans of the show, that I've, I've listened, and I'm, I'm so thankful for so many people that have stuck around with me, um, it's April, today is April 5th. I posted episode 99 on March 12th. March 12th was episode 99. I planned on recording this episode that same week. I was pumped. It was episode 100. And I can tell you, and I think you guys are going to relate to this, I got excited. I wanted to interview my dad. I actually even previewed the fact that I might be interviewing someone special. Uh, but then making that work hadn't worked. And when I interview my dad, um, I do want to interview my dad for a podcast. But when I do it, I want to do it in person. So I'm sitting next to my dad, uh, which I think will help make the conversation a little bit more dynamic. My dad's not a digital person. Um, and I, I started to build up episode 100 a lot. And you guys know my mantra is press the damn button. Since March 12th, I've attempted or thought about pressing the damn button to record episode 100 seven different times. Seven times I've set it up, I've got the recording ready, and I didn't press the damn button. And part of it was because, to me, episode 100 was a big deal. And I love everybody that's jumping in and watching live uh, on live video. Um, Episode 100 was something I've been counting down to for a long time. And I started to put all this weight on episode 100. And I started thinking about like, man, I gotta, I gotta do something I've never done before. And I gotta, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a countdown. I'm gonna do a a giveaway. And I'm and I, and I really was like, man, I, I was putting all this pressure. And the crazy thing about it was it's, it, I, I, I can relate to everybody else that, that doesn't do, that doesn't leave their job because they're, they're putting all this pressure on and they're afraid to leap or they don't create their first podcast or they don't do their first video because they put all their weight on it. And you know, this, I, I talk on podcasts all day long. I love podcasting. I love video. I love what I'm doing, but, um, I, I made this bigger than it was. And, um, with that in mind, I mean, I have two Google docs where I broke down like all this stuff that I wanted to talk about on episode 100 and I was trying to decide do I want to do I want to pivot to a new to a new name and change the name of FOMO fans because I don't I don't think of myself as the FOMO guy anymore. Um, I still believe and understand. You know, like, I love helping people cure their fear of missing out. But the show is also adapted. Um, so I was like, well, maybe I should change the name. Uh, I also really want to do a, a, a an interview show, which I think is really important for my brand as well as my business, uh, which I am going to do. I am already working. I'm already locking in a couple guests for that show. Um, and then I was like, well, do I do that on top of FOMO fans? Do I do that uh, outside of FOMO fans? Do I launch another show? I mean, I already have three freaking podcasts at the moment. Um, you know, uh, and, you know, are they monetized? How do I monetize? And so what I, what I wanted to share on that is that, you know, you're not alone. And one of the things that I've had to learn a lot over the last four years 
Uh, and it really started with uh, my, my separation and divorce. Uh, it really brought me down to rock bottom that I've had to build up myself um, since then, uh, since the beginning. And one of the things I learned is that I was always the be yourself guy. Like I even had a be yourself course. I have a be yourself bracelet. I, 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 be yourself is like my mantra. But just because I'm confident and just because I be myself does not mean I'm self-aware and does not mean that I invest and take care of myself or prioritize myself, right? And that was a hard thing for me to learn because from the outside, a lot of people would assume that Brian's really self-aware and Brian, you know, Brian's confident. He has no problem talking and Brian gets up on all these stages. And, 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 I'm, and what I'm here to tell you is that just because we're confident in what we do and just because we love what we do doesn't mean we also don't get imposter syndrome. Doesn't mean that we don't sometimes put too much pressure on ourselves to where we know that the only option is failure, right? Um, my friend Carrie Wilkerson, who's a good friend of mine and an amazing keynote speaker, she posted a, a post the other day on Facebook and said, um, we have to be okay with saying no. And we have to be okay with doing things that have a high likelihood of becoming a no. And that's hard for me. I'm a person that I've wanted to please, uh, I want to please people always. I've always wanted to please uh, everyone. That's been a something that's been a, a dagger in my side forever. Um, I also like yeses. So sometimes I will um, sabotage myself. I will um, not apply to something if I think there's a high likelihood of me getting a no. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm afraid of failure. It doesn't mean that I don't try new things. But uh, I, I really try to you know do my research, hedge my bets, and, and have the most likelihood to get a yes. But that, that's sometimes we have to like, you know, just... We have to invest in ourselves and know what our worth is, and we have to we have to prioritize things and say it's not worth this yes if we're going to have to say no to other things, right? And and I've heard this for forever. I even did a podcast episode on this a while back that said um, by saying no to something, you're saying you're actually saying yes to things that you want to do. Um, that's a great buzzword. It looks great on Instagram. That's a heck of a lot harder to do um, than it is to say. And I'm living proof of that, right? So March 12th, I recorded episode 99, and it's taken me three and a half weeks to, to launch this episode 100 that I'm recording. And you know, I, and I guess that's part of what this show is all about. You know, when I launched the podcast um, in November of 2016, uh, I was going through my separation. I was figuring out my business model. Uh, I was trying to speak more and consult less. Um, I was trying to figure out what role content played. Uh, I loved podcasting. I loved doing interviews, but I knew myself pretty well to say if I had to do interviews, that meant I had to book people and I had to work on other people's schedule. More than likely, I wouldn't put out the amount of episodes that I wanted to put out. So that's why I created this show as a solo podcast. Um, you know, and I've had a couple guests. I believe I've had seven guests on the podcast uh, total since the start of the, the podcast. So seven out of the 100 episodes have someone else um, on there as well with me. Uh, actually, Amy Landino, I think, appears twice, which is kind of funny, uh, which is she's also the co-host of my other podcast. Um, but it's been a journey. And I think with life, life is a journey. And I think creating content is a journey. I mean, my life has drastically changed since I started this podcast, 2016, um, where I was physically, mentally. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was like 35 pounds heavier. Um, my business model at the time was 20% speaking, uh, 80% consulting and uh, strategy work that I was doing. Uh, my business today is 90% speaking and 10% the other stuff. Um, my 
my priorities, my focus was different back then. Uh, I wasn't looking or, or uh, you know, like, you know, in a relationship to the point where I was, um, that was consuming a lot of my time. I now um, have a girlfriend, Jennifer, who you guys have heard on the podcast. She was one of uh, the recent guests uh, on the podcast, uh, you know, a couple couple uh, episodes ago, which uh, was really fun. Episode 94, Jennifer was on. Um, and so like, I guess I w- what I wanted to do for episode 100 is, you know, I, I think podcasting is the most intimate content medium in the world. Uh, for those that are listening, I when I tell a story, it allows you guys, the listeners, to paint your own picture of what that story looks like. We it allows you guys, the listeners, to decide what you want to visualize, what you want to um, experience. Uh, it's also a medium where you know because it's in our ear, it's very it's much like a personal phone call, and and I feel like voice is so powerful. And I know I talk fast and I joke about talking fast, but I use my voice, my passion, my inflection and my voice just as much as I use my nonverbal cues and, and, and um, moving my hands and things. And the other thing about like where we're at or where how this whole world is coming into uh, fruition and, and thanks everybody for jumping in and uh, saying hi and congratulating me on the live videos uh, on episode 100. Um, you know, where we are, where the digital world is, where, how consumers do things, where, where we can provide value. I believe all of that is different in 2019 than 2016. Uh, in 2016, you know, and I, and I think in 2019, I think the things that are not a thing, I know the things that are going to be rewarded are authenticity, um, people that build trust, uh, people that are willing to share their vulnerabilities. And now I maybe I believed that to be uh, important in 2016, but I don't think consumers recognized it. I don't think we hadn't really got burnt enough. We hadn't really figured out how, where, you know, live video was still fairly new uh, from a disruption perspective. Uh, you know, I just recently watched the, um, the documentary on HBO about Theramos, which was the blood... Um, the blood startup, the blood testing startup uh, based out of Silicon Valley that was started up by a 19-year-old, um, and she was scamming people the whole time, and the company ended up being worth $9 billion before they figured out, I mean, she raised $900 million, uh, from investors before people realized that um, she couldn't actually execute on what she was uh, telling people um, that she could, and you know, in this world we've been living in, we've been going through those kind of things, people scamming us, people screwing us over, the world being full of um, bad news and fake news. And interestingly enough, as we come into 2019, as we look at this year right now, I think we are, we are craving authenticity. We are craving, we don't, I think we care a lot less about celebrities and we care a lot more about uh, people that look like us, people that are like us. We we want to connect with people at a at a deeper level. You know, I've probably watched in the last two months. I've probably watched close to forty documentaries. I became addicted to documentaries. I have an addictive personality. Um, but I started studying documentaries. I started taking notes. Uh, I have a note uh, file on my iPad, really studying documentaries to understand how we tell stories from a. Um, from a bias perspective, as well as from a non-bias perspective. Uh, for those of you that want to hear, I, I went into this really in depth um, on the episode about the Fire Festival documentaries. Uh, if you guys remember episode 91 of the podcast, I went into in depth on that. But you know, I was studying everything from how do we 
How do we put ourselves out there? How do we tell stories? Uh, how do we build up the anticipation, right? Because you know, part of documentaries that are really good is there has to be a connection. There has to be an emotional tie. Uh, we have to relate with the people. Uh, there has to be some real footage and some you know um, background footage. You know, when I, when I watch the Ted Bundy tapes documentary, like hearing Ted Bundy's words. You know, I know I've watched many documentaries on Ted Bundy, the serial killer, but hearing him talk. Ooh, I mean, it still gives me chills right now, right? And so I think when we're looking at all of these things that are that are going on and all the things that are out there um, today, today's world is a lot different. And if you're faking it till you make it, if you're not investing in telling your story, if you're not uh, caring about your customers, and when I say caring about your customers, what I mean by, I think too many people today worry about the funnel, worry about getting new customers, worry about getting email signups, and they don't spend enough time investing and empowering their current customers today. Imagine if we spent the same amount of time on our current customers as we did on our leads, uh, turning our customers into fans, maybe turning a customer that buys one product into two products, into three products. Uh, sadly, we've heard that for a long time, but I don't think we've been doing that very well. And I think today, right now, in 2019, we need to do that. It's now. It's no longer a nice to have. It's a requirement. And if a brand isn't connecting with their customers, if they're not engaging, if they're not making it simple to understand their story, not only are you not going to get loyalty, but people are going to forget about you really quick, even if they're a customer and love your product, right? And and I think this is one of those worlds where you have to look at it and say, you have to equalize your time from funnel management to building rapport and relationships because yes, it's great that we want to add people to our funnel, but wouldn't it be even better if we could turn our customers into advocates and they do the marketing for us and then it's less about a funnel and it's more about referrals and those leads are much more mature and those leads come from a trusted source, much like what influencer marketing does. Um, it's why affiliate marketing works really well. I mean, imagine if you were able to you know, most, I, I get affiliate links all the time. People, hey, Brian, here's a product. We want you to, to hawk an affiliate link. Um, and weirdly enough, they just give me a link and they're saying, we, we'll give you 20% of everybody that signs up or we'll give you $20 for every $100 or whatever it may be. But they don't make it like easy. They don't give me custom graphics. They don't tell me ways to share. They don't give me data on what works, what doesn't. They don't tell me how other influencers are doing it. Like, it, it's interesting that we like, we understand that influencer marketing is important, yet we don't use our employees as influencers. We're afraid to invest in them. So why, how, why do we think that we can make influencer marketing work with strangers outside of our company when we can't even make we can't even trust to empower our own employees to be influencers from within our own walls, right? Like, and so in this weird world we're in right now, I think we're in a we're in this really interesting influx. And I just got back from Australia. I spoke at an amazing event. Uh, it's Kerwin Ray's event um, in Australia. You guys are going to hear a lot more about him. He's going to be on the podcast in the future. Uh, just an awesome dude. But one of the things that him and I, we, we talked a lot about was that, you know, what what we as consumers are, create, are, are craving right now, what people want as a whole, what this whole world is looking at is we want people to care. If, if we're doing business with someone or we're hiring someone to coach us or we're connecting with a you know a brand for a long period. And remember, I'm thinking about this from like a, a brand connection. So if you're selling you know something you know random where people just make the decision on price, this isn't the case. But for for things like you know luxury luggage or things like um, services such as um, deciding your plumber or electrician or influence you know, insurance or whatever it may be, you know people we want to be a part 
of something. We want to trust people, but we also want to know that you care about us, but you care about us deeper than just our dollars and deeper than just us using the product. And I think this is the, the, the craziest part is I've been opening up my keynotes. If you guys have seen me give a keynote in the last two months, when I walk on stage, I, I start out, I stand center stage and I say, right now we are living in the greatest time in history. I firmly believe that it does not matter your race. It does not matter your background. It does not matter your sexual orientation. It does not matter your resume. It does not matter where you live. It does not matter uh, what country. Where it does, None of those things impact everybody that has connectivity um, to internet, which is not everyone, but for a mass majority of us, um, has the ability to tell our story, to connect with people that are like us. And I've said this for the longest time, that I, I believe that the future of marketing is relatability. We've always heard that people buy from people they like. I think in 2019, people buy and people have loyalty to businesses that can relate to them. If there's a person that is on that behind that brand that can relate to my pain points that I know that cares about what I care about, that is the that is a brand that I will have loyalty to. That is a brand that I will care about. That is a brand that will make a difference to me. That is a brand that um, I want to do business with. And if you th- if you think about that and, and where we're at, like in 2016, you know, I, I I said that you know showing you care and being yourself was important. In 2019, I am living proof. And and I want to say this, you know, as humbly as I can, is that when someone asks me right now, right now, when someone comes up and asks me, when they did it at Social Media Marketing World last week when I was speaking, people came up to me and said, Brian, how are you doing? You, you look like you're glowing. And my answer has been, I'm as happy as I've ever been in my entire life. I've actually never been happier. And, and I couldn't, and this is, and things are aligning for me. And it, it kind of surprises people because, you know, right now when people ask you how you are, most times we say good or I'm doing okay or I'm hanging in there. And I'm like, I'm doing amazing. I'm doing the best I've ever have. And I mean, literally I am, uh, I had my, my first, uh, you know, my most successful month that I've ever had um, in business, speaking business was last month, March, um, which was amazing for me. Uh, 2018 was my best year um, revenue business wise um, as an entrepreneur. And, and the thing I want to share about this is the coolest part about this is in 2016, when I launched this podcast, I made a decision to change. And I started listening to people that were in my circle and people that were who I looked up to and people that were even in masterminds of mine. And in 2017, I started falling in line and doing what everyone else was doing. And I started trying, you know, people told me to be more exclusive. So I started doing less free gigs. Uh, People said, Brian, don't be on live video as much. So people feel like they have to pay for your attention. And, you know, this podcast launched in 2016. 2017 was my worst year in business revenue wise since I left college. I made less money last year or in 2017 than I did my first year out of college driving UPS truck. And now from the outside, that might surprise many of you because from the outside, I look like I was doing, I was, uh, I was on these lists on social media and I was speaking on some stages, but what had happened for me is that, you know, and this podcast is called FOMO Fans, right? I help you cure the fear of missing out. But what, what has happened to me throughout this podcast journey, and when I want to talk about that on this, sh- this episode, is that, you know, I learned, qu- and it took me until November of that year um, till I realized, holy crap, 
if you're trying to be just like everyone else, then you have to be you have to be able to compete with them. And I have no book. I didn't have an assistant at the time. Um, my content, I do all of my own content. I do all of my own editing. I do all of my own everything at the time. Um, and so I was not, I was not worthy of competing with them on, you know, apples to apples. And I became the exhaust of other people. I became the carbon copy. I, I, I realized that I had a, if I was going to play their game, I would have to do all of the things that they do. And that's not who I am. It's not the things that, that, that work for me. And, Interestingly enough, I'm the be yourself guy, right? I'm the one that wears a hat on stage. I wear crazy shoes. I don't let anybody tell me what to do. I show off my tattoos. I talk about my kids. I cry on Instagram. I'm the guy that talks about that. Yet for business, I thought maybe in 2017, I'll find a niche and I'll niche down and I'll follow the lead of everybody else. And when I left out of 2017, having the worst year of my, of my business life, I decided, and, and also the worst year of my life personally, I, I, I had to, I had to be grounded. I, I, I discovered depression. I understood when, you know, when growing up, when someone told me they were depressed, um, I just thought it was an excuse for them to be lazy and sad. And I've never been a sad person. My parents, I have like, uh, my, my family is amazing. I grew up pretty well off and like so much of my life allowed me and enabled me to be the person that I am. And so when I discovered depression for the first time, it, it knocked my socks off and um, it made me realize that I was judging people completely wrong when it comes to um, this world. But it also, it made me get, it made me, you know, it, I had so many of my friends no longer be my friends that I had had from high school and college. Um, I had people that were my family that no longer were, you know, as connected to me. Um, I, I really, you know, broke some things down, but the interesting thing about that is I started to understand my circle. I started to understand my story. Um, and I started to invest in myself. I started to ask myself, what does Brian care about? Not what is, and, and, and these things, this isn't, this isn't a revelation, but the reason I'm kind of talking about this is that it's not been that long, 100 episodes. I'm, I'm very proud of that as 100 episodes, but throughout these 100 episodes, I am a completely different human than I was when I started, right? Episode one to episode 100. And not only am I a different human, but my business, how I approach business is differently. How I approach life is differently. How I approach my own mental health is differently. How I take care of myself is differently. I'm still a work in progress. I'm far from figuring this all out. But interestingly enough, 2016, we launched the show. 2017, I have such a struggle and things are, you know, and I, and I hit rock bottom and I start to have to be really self-aware at a lonely level. And then I, I start to open up to people that were around me that helped me start to discover new things about me that I didn't really even know. Um, and, you know, from the outside, people said, Brian, you're confident. Brian, you're, you're, you're comfortable, comfortable in your own skin. Brian, you get on stages. Brian, you talk into microphones. Brian, you have no problem being on Instagram. There's a difference between being confident and being loving what you do and being truly self-aware and knowing what you're good at, knowing what you truly care about deep down, and then figuring out how to go after that. And for me, deep down, like what I care about and, 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 and what this world means to me and, and at, at, at the core level is I've always said that I love connecting great people with great people to do great things. Like that was something that I've always believed in. But one of the things that I, I've learned about my personality and learned about just who I am as a, um, as a human, uh, as a dad, as a, as a son, um, as a boyfriend, uh, as a husband, um, is that like my true passion, who I really am, is I find a massive amount of joy in seeing people that I care about be rewarded or be happy. 
and, and that might sound fluffy, but like, uh, and, and this goes into my personal life as well as my business life. I oftentimes get just as excited promoting someone else's podcast because I can help people be discover them as I do my own, right? And and I'm not I, I'm not saying this to to get praise or for people to be like, oh my goodness, that's so nice. But what I what what that meant to me was I started to discover, okay, well if that's who I am, what am I doing in my personal life as well as my business life? that is enabling me to do that more or enabling me to grow that and nurture that. And because I've always said, I want to change the world. I believe I will change the world. And when, when I look back at this podcast journey, uh, so much of it is, you know, I went from recording it in my other apartment with nothing on the walls and, and kind of having to fight through the, 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 the bad times to last year when I, I approached February, March of last year of 2018, I became a place where I was so comfortable in who I was and I didn't, wasn't going to look for a girlfriend and I didn't need um, someone to help me. And I, I, I was figuring out how I was going all in on, on speaking. I had flown to my very first mastermind. I had uh, invested money in, in joining NSA and, and attending events uh, out of my own money. I had gone and paid for a massage. I decided to stay a day after one of my events just to give myself a little bit of downtime. And when you look at all of these things that are coming in and, and this entire journey since episode 100, what I challenge everyone to do is you don't need a hundred episodes or, a, you know, two, two and a half years for your journey, but, you know, being self-aware and owning that, but then also being very confident and understanding, okay, what am I going to do in my life? Because life is short. We hear that, you know, we know that to make these things happen. And so part of that is this podcast. Um, I'm no longer, you know, when someone says Brian's the FOMO guy, like, I don't believe that, uh, that we should all live in the fear of missing out. I, I don't like the concept of fear, but I do believe we need to understand the role of technology and the importance of social media. And I believe anyone that blames social media for saying that social media has made the world worse is, is, is ignorant and not clued in because what social media has done is has exposed the bad world we've been living in for all of these years. And for all of these years, we've been living in a world where people have got away with sexual harassment and racism and bigotry and we've got away with um, you know making these payments to get their kids into college and, and they've gotten away with Ponzi schemes. And social media and technology today, what it's enabled is it's enabled change at a rapid pace, but it's exposed the the bad. It's exposed the ugly. And we have a choice right now in the world, right now we're living in. We can choose to blame technology and social media. We can tell people to unplug. We can tell them that if they, they're less on their phone, they would be more happy. And we can tell them that and we can blame people and we can continue spinning our wheels for years or we can own the fact that we as humans need to change and we need to be better humans and we need to understand each other's emotions and we need to stop judging people and we are all put our pants on the same way and it doesn't matter your race or your sexual orientation or your political view or your religious belief if you can if you can Put yourself in the shoes of that person and understand who they are, what they are about. You don't have to agree with them. You don't have to love them, but you should at least respect their view or their point of view. Now, there are bad people in the world, and I, I've said this since day one, that you can't fix stupid and you can't stop bad people from doing bad things, especially with new technology and innovation and social media. But the bad people have always existed and bad people have always done things. It is now our job to tell good stories and amplify 
glorify good people doing good things. And I believe we have the vehicle to do it right now. Our mobile devices, social media, live video, podcast, content creation, stages around the world, connecting with people that we like. And we need to stop focusing on the bad news, stop focusing on the fake news, and start highlighting, highlighting the good news. And, and I'm an optimist. And I don't care if, you don't, if you're like, wow, Brian, that's, that's nice that you live in fantasy world. Screw you. You don't have to live in my fantasy world, but I'm going to make this world happen. And, I'm gonna, and I believe in it. And I, and I truly think that there's so much good in this world that if we stopped giving all of this flaming the fire of the bad and giving it all of our attention and we started giving the equal amount of attention to good stuff in the world, that the good would outweigh the bad. And all the bad people that have been getting all this famous notoriety would start to go away. Just like you know, and this is a weird example that just came to me now, is like when a streaker goes on the field at an NFL game, when someone goes naked running across the field, they used to like, you know, blur them out and show them on TV. Well, they realized all that did was it encouraged more people to do it because they want to be on TV. So now they don't show it on TV. Well, guess what happened? Less people go streaking. Um, maybe it's because less people are comfortable being naked or maybe less people um, are that drunk to do it. That might, we don't know. But funny enough, like in the world we're living in, and so the reason I tell this is because now that I know, like for me, I find joy in celebrating others and seeing people that are good people be successful, but do so and, and leverage technology and social media, I've discovered the world that, the, that the world that I want to help create is, I call it digital empathy. But what I mean by that is I want to help educate people on the role of technology and social media in the world and, and being more empathetic. And helping people realize that it's not an all or nothing solution on either side. And we must use technology and social media to give us the data and resources to allow us to, to understand the human condition at a deeper level. If, if, if we are judging people because of their religious beliefs, let's at least understand why they care about those religious beliefs and what in their life has impacted them. And, if, and, I, and I truly think if we are able to take ourselves back a step and look at this, it's about prioritizing. And I don't believe that you should be on social media all day. I don't believe technology for technology's sake. I don't love all innovation. And I actually, I hate technology for technology's sake. I, I made a reputation for myself uh, as a technology evangelist that when someone hired me to come into their company to help them with uh, selecting technology, I actually helped them use less technology and less software and be more human. That was actually what I became known for, which was kind of a running joke as the technology evangelist. But I think that's where we're at. And when someone says that you have to unplug so that you can be more in the moment, I believe that's that's counterintuitive because that's not the world we're living in. I and and I know some people operate really well on extremes. Um, I'm not a big fan of extremes. I hate political extremes. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. It bothers me if you're an extreme Republican that's not willing to understand other people's views, and it bothers me if you're an extreme Democrat and you're not willing to see other people's views, right? And I think that's where this whole com world is coming together. Uh, my good my good friend Clay is up in on Instagram Live right now, and he said the world is getting dramatically better, but the the media makes us think it's getting worse, and I couldn't agree more. And I guess that's kind of where I think my life's mission is, and. Over the years of this podcast, since episode one to episode 100, I've always had this conviction that I want to help educate and inspire people to use technology and social media for good and to understand the role that it's going to play. And rather than forcing change or forcing it, um, you know, really get kind of breaking down the, the barrier to all of these entry points and, and allowing people to tell their story. I think we all have a story to tell. And I've always been saying that. And I kind of have been waiting for the world to catch up. 
And it wasn't until I hit rock bottom and so I became self-aware and then recently been opening up and I had a really successful 2018 revenue-wise and speaking-wise, but I didn't get, I, I wasn't truly happy and I've never been motivated by money. Um, and, and many people would actually say I, I need to be more motivated by money because I oftentimes leave a lot of money on the table and uh, I always focus on the long-term game. I, I've, I've always believed in my brand, my reputation uh, is not a short-term thing. I, I've been planning for 2028 uh, this entire time. Like I, I'm, you know, I'm understanding where I'm putting myself at. But what I kind of realized is that if we want to change the world, not only do we have to stop talking about it, but we have to start making the changes not only for ourselves, but have to start implementing that today. And so when I tell somebody that I'm having the most successful year, when I think about the most successful year, I think about the amount of people that I impact, the amount of people that I inspire to look at things differently, the amount of people I help press the damn button and tell their story, the amount of good businesses that start growing their business based on trust because that's what they built their business on, the amount of people that are more open. You know, every time when someone tells me, Brian, you know, I had ADHD and it wasn't until you started talking about it on stage or on your podcast that did I, I start to be comfortable in my own skin. That makes me emotional. Because the reason I call myself a millennial keynote speaker, for those that don't know that story, was I had a mom come up to me in 2013 uh, that was bawling her eyes out because on stage I had mentioned something about being a proud millennial. It wasn't in my bio. It wasn't on my website or anything at the time. And she said that her daughter was ashamed that she was part of this generation. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Why would you be ashamed to be a part of this generation on top of the fact that you didn't get to pick what year you were born. No human beings ever picked what generation they are born to. It's one data point. And in the world we're living in today, that shouldn't limit us. That shouldn't prevent us. You know, if, if, we're, if we don't like the generation that we're being in, just don't, like, find some other things that, you know, don't let that kind of be the thing that, that impacts us. And to, it, it shocked me. And this mom was like, gave me a hug. And I ended up doing a FaceTime um, with, her, with her daughter, actually her daughter and her son, and just kind of talked to them a little bit about why I, I had no problem being a millennial. And I wore it as a badge rather than a scarlet letter. And it became part of my brand from that day because I, I realized if I could impact one person to be more comfortable in their own skin or to realize that judging people based on one stupid variable is idiotic and short, short-sighted, that I would do that and I would spend all of my days doing that. And so when you hear things like vulnerability, I love what, how Brene Brown talks about vulnerability and connections and the importance of connections. Uh, I'm, I'm a big believer in relationships. My friend Jessica Phillips preaches the importance of relationships. Uh, my friend Brian Kramer talks about um, the... The, the idea of human-to-human relationships. Uh, my good friend uh, Laura just uh, put out a book called Limitless where we need to be more limitless and we need to, we need to find our inner, our inner fire and stop making excuses and start empowering ourselves from within. Uh, and it's a great book. I just posted it on my, on my Instagram account. Um, and I love these books and I love this mission. And so I'm, I'm, I'm taking note on that and I'm no longer talking about wanting to change the world. I'm no longer saying that, hey, one day I want to help people merge these worlds. I'm, I'm going all in right now. Like, so my focus is digital empathy and I want to help people 
Um, the, the book is going to be about digital empathy. My keynotes are going to be about this world where customer experience and customer service and sales and marketing are coming together into this world where it comes down to relatability and trust. And how do you become more relatable and how do you become more trusting uh, on a one-to-one basis as well as on a scale basis? You have to, you have to equally understand the role of human interaction as well as the role of technology and social media. And that's what I believe in. It's, it's the soapbox that I'm going to own. It's the thing that I want to do. It's, I want to I sell out arenas. I want to collaborate with other speakers where we do three-day events, where we help people um, become more self-aware. We help them invest in themselves. We help them in telling their story. We help them in building their brand. But we help them from a holistic view of not saying, I'm not going to help you be better on technology. I'm not going to help you just be a better human. I'm going to help you understand the role of both of these so that we can... You know, slowly grow. And the other part of this is that, you know, I'm, I'm going to launch a, uh, a podcast that is an interview show because I truly find joy deep down joy in seeing people and celebrating great people in my life that are doing great things. And I am so blessed. I, I will argue that not very many people have a background or experience like I do, where I worked in cybersecurity for the U.S. government in enterprise technology, and then worked at a startup in cloud computing. I then worked, on, uh, you know, as an influencer in the tech space, traveling the world. I then became, you know, worked in social media and marketing. I now am a professional speaker. And then on top of all of that, I've traveled to 74 countries. I'm a dad of three girls. I have ADHD. I have no, you know, like, and so for me. And it's not bragging about who I am. It's more of saying I'm doing a disservice if I believe in connecting and highlighting great people to do great things. And I believe in the value if we celebrate good people and all the good people around us that it'll make the world better. What the hell am I doing not interviewing all of these amazing connections that I have to celebrate all of these great people? I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, and, I, and I would say I practice what I preach in the social media space by celebrating others, but I haven't been doing it in the, in the medium that I love the most. And so, I, you know, and, and as I started off this podcast, you know, I, I had a struggle creating this episode because I wanted to wait to decide what I was going to do. Was I going to keep FOMO fans running? Was I going to rename it to press the damn button? Was I going to launch a new podcast, which will be the interview show? And here's the hard truth, and I'm going to give you guys this truth, is at this very moment, when I press the damn button to record this episode, I'm still not sure what I'm going to do. I'm going to try out a couple different things. I'm going to probably pivot as I go. But being okay, you know, like for me, what I've realized is now that I know what success looks like, and I know how to tap into my, pa- my passion, and I understand my true purpose, unknowing what I'm doing in the short term doesn't scare me at all. And, it, I mean, and this has happened in the, la- <laughs> in the last two weeks. I can also say that you know, in 2018, as I started to become better at self-awareness, and I understood who I was uh, at my core, and I started to invest in myself, it allowed me to have my girlfriend drop in my life and um, give me a piece of my world that I didn't realize I was missing. And I guess that's also what I want to tell people to hear is that I say this a lot, that I believe everyone has a story to tell. Telling your story doesn't mean it's going to grow your business or make you millions of dollars. But telling your story is going to give you the opportunity to connect with other people. It's going to give you the opportunity to find people that like you, maybe find people that don't like you. But it's also going to give you the opportunity to change other people's lives, 
maybe have the opportunity to meet a new best friend, an opportunity to discover a new mentor, maybe an opportunity to um, invoke a new passion, uh, even something from a personal side, right? Discover something new sexually that you like. Discover something that um, you know, you're able to ask questions. Once you start telling your story, you're able to ask yourself questions that you've never been able to, or, or comfortable to ask before. Um, I, am a, I, I know who I am, and when I, you know, met Jennifer, my girlfriend now, um, and our conversation, when we started, I, I was very transparent and told her who I was, what I was about, um, what I believed in, what I liked, what I don't like, what I want to try out, what I'm willing to commit, uh, the fact that my daughters are going to come first, second, and third in my life, and if you're okay with being fourth in my life, then um, we can move forward. If not, it's a non-negotiable tack, and I think it is. It gives you freedom. It gi- And I love that you said that, Halsey. And uh, one of my fraternity brothers, Halsey, just jumped in and said, it gives us freedom. And, and I guess that's the thing that I want to tell people is that to get that freedom, we have to be self-aware. We have to invest in ourselves. But we also have to start telling our story. And one of the things when it comes to empathy that really... You know, and, and for those that don't, you know, empathy is our ability to feel the feelings of someone else. It doesn't mean you have to get along with everybody. But one of the things that I pride myself on is I do not care if you disagree with me politically. I do not care if you have a different religious belief. I do not care if you are gay, lesbian, bisexual, trisexual. I don't care what you, I don't care if you're pansexual. I don't care if you're a swinger. I don't care if you, uh, what I care about is if you are a good person doing good things, not harming other people. And you are someone that is that can add to my right, you know, add to my value. And so, rather than judging, and I think this is where it's short-sighted. And, and you know, and I, and I told you guys I wanted to interview my dad. This is something my dad struggles with, right? My dad um, is you know a baby boomer, and my dad is a hardworking Catholic, right-wing Republican from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And for him, he is one of the most genuine, nice human beings. He's my hero in many cases. But I, I often joke with him that he will he will approach a situation he will approach a friendship and if he does not know that person's political belief or religious belief and he builds a rapport with them and starts to to get to know them he is all in with them and if he discovers down the road that they might be Democrat and they might not have the same Catholic religious beliefs with him he can he can he can he can roll with it. Um, but if he discovers before he gets the chance to get to know somebody that they have one of these you know, things that are his big touch points, it's extremely hard for him to, to, um, <laughs> to embrace that person. And I think if we live in a world where we allow one disagreement, one um, something like skin color, I mean, not my dad for skin color, but like religious belief, it, you know, we, we always say, like, why do we not talk about religion and politics? Well, people said it's because uh, people are so passionate about it. I think that's not the, the answer. I think it's because people are so ignorant. People are ignorant about other people's beliefs. People are ignorant about other people's political reasons for having those decisions. And because we are ignorant and we're not willing to learn or listen to other people's reasoning or where they're coming from, we become so so advantageous on our side, we become numb. And that's what we have to change. We need to stop becoming numb because it does not allow us to connect with more people. I've always said this, that I, I believe... 
innovation is fueled through collaboration. But if your collaboration is limited by the fact that you judge someone based on something like sexual orientation or religious beliefs or silly stuff that doesn't make any damn sense or things that they did 20 years ago and not who they are now, you are limiting the opportunities of this world to connect and do great things. And I think that to me is where this all kind of comes together. And you know, I, I believe it. I love it. I, I've said for a long time that I never felt like a marketer, but I love helping marketing because I, I, I don't think marketing is just about sales and sales enablement. I think marketing is about um, our, we have, we have the opportunity and ability, ability to connect with people and grow businesses and do some amazing things if we're willing to do it the right way. Um, I also am a big believer that, that we're, we, we've come full circle in the whole life, right? Uh, in 2008 or 2012, 2013, 2014, we were using social media, digital technology, innovation to distance ourselves from our consumer. The good news is right now, and this is, I'm, let me go back to my dad real quick. What my dad taught me about business in 1999 is what works the most in 2019. Being real, being honest, the power of a handshake, the, st the standpoint of, of living up to your word, being someone that is reliable, being someone that, um, that respects people's time, being someone that doesn't burn bridges. These are all things that my dad taught me. But weirdly enough, 2011 to 2017, 18, I was seeing people that were selling unicorns and rainbows, scamming people with online courses, selling services and products that didn't exist and getting away with it. And it's hard for us to keep the conviction of what the human condition really is but the good news is today's consumers are smarter than they've ever been before we as individuals are more self-aware than we've ever been before i believe we are still not transparent enough i believe we are we are at a tipping point where we will soon become we are going to hit a part where we need to be more transparent we need to we need to understand that everyone screws up we all have vulnerabilities we all make mistakes we all say stupid stuff we all do things sometimes when we're drunk or we, 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 if, if we realize all of these things, then we have to reset this boundary. And, and, and the thing about it is the world that we've been living in this whole time has been ugly and there's been things that have been back channeled and it's been a good old, you know, good old boys club and who you know and, and we siloed people and we judge people and we discriminate against people and maybe I'm pie in the sky, maybe I'm um, maybe too optimistic. No, screw that. I'm not too optimistic. I, I, I believe this is that I believe we, we're going to change that, right? And those people that are selling unicorns and rainbows and scamming people out of their business, um, they're still going to they're still going to be successful in 2019. But very soon, their business is going to start going down, and they're going to can't figure out why people don't discover them or care about them anymore. And then soon, they're going to come to a, a realization that they either need to be authentic and real or they're going to be out of business, out of a job, and out of friendships, and out of life, right? And I think, you know, the, the, world, the world that I hope that we can grow into, and, and, and I can tell you, for me, this journey of this podcast is so much about this, is that, like, I don't believe, like, suicide rates should go down. Suicide rates should go down. People should not feel alone in the world today. The reason people feel alone in the world today is that we, they are being judged and bashed and they are scared of the unknown and they are not empowered to tell their story and they're not, we're not willing to ask people who, truly who they are. I mean, we have to move away from telling kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? Stop asking them what I want to be when we grow up. I don't even know what I want to be when I grow up. I'm 37. We need to start asking, what, what things do you care about? Who do you, what, is, what, what is your why? Where do you want, what is things 
that you want to accomplish in life? What does success look like for you? And for me, and, and you know, and I think this is you know a product of being a millennial. Like, I was told you need to have the big house, the white picket fence, two and a half children, a full time job with full time benefits, and you need to be able to to uh, make a lot of money. Well, guess what? I did that. I did that like a boss. I worked at the U.S. government. I bought an 8,000 square foot house. I was married with three ki- three children. And weirdly enough, I was, I was happy, but I wasn't happy from like a success perspective. And what I realized was I was told that's what happy looked like. I was told that's what success should be. But guess what? I'm different. I'm different than my parents. I'm different than other people. And when I look at success and I look at happiness, it's my ability to connect with people. It's opportunities for me to do things like this on a regular basis. I don't need the the 8,000 square foot house or 10 cars. Um, I want to make money so that I can travel, so that I can reward my children and bring my children to travel with me. I don't want to own the largest building um, in New York. And I think this is where, like, if I look at it right now, if I look at the world we're living in today, let's help people be okay with defining their own success. And the way that we do that is we have to start telling our own stories. Press the damn button started off as a as a call to action for people on live video because I thought live video was kind of the gateway for storytelling. Press the damn button now for me is much more than that. It's not just a, a physical button on your phone or on your web camera or on your blog. Press the damn button means take action today in making yourself better and telling your story. Because here's something that I firmly believe, and this is something that it's taken me a long time to learn. And I've always used the mantra, we are greater than me. And what I mean by that is together I think we can change the world. Each of us individually cannot. But something that I've learned, and this is something that I, I wanted to kind of hit home on this episode 100, is that... We cannot be empathetic for others. We cannot be amazing husband or wife or partner or um, we cannot be an amazing team member. We cannot be any of these amazing things if we are first not amazing to ourselves, to, to being real with ourselves. You cannot be empathetic for someone else unless you are allowing people to be empathetic for you. And so you have to be more transparent. You have to be more vulnerable. You have to be okay with realizing that depression exists. I'm medicated for Adderall or for ADHD right now, and I take Adderall, right? And Adderall is something that has changed my life. But I have a lot of people that are trying to get me off Adderall onto other supplements, and I'm trying those. But that's just part of what works for me is Adderall makes me more motivated, allows me to focus more. But I I can tell you, you know, even, you know, this is something that's vulnerable that I've never shared before. But, you know, for me growing up, um, you know, I was never someone that was into drugs. Drugs uh, scared me me because uh, I kind of thought that if I, um, like I enjoyed drinking, but I, I, drugs just weren't my thing. And then I got into government and, and had a security clearance and got drug tested all the time. And so my first 11 years out of college, um, I was never into drugs or doing uh, marijuana or anything from that standpoint. And for me, after leaving the government in the world I'm living in now, you know, I, I enjoy doing things that are recreational fun and I enjoy living in that space. But weirdly enough, my new healthcare provider is, is now telling me, that I have to take a regular drug test for them to give me Adderall. And I simply asked the doctor as nice as I could and said, how is that rule in place when there are places I travel and there's a city 20 minutes away from me that that marijuana is legal, yet you are not going to, are you going to tell me that that you are also going to verify if I drink? You're going to verify if I eat red meat? And the the interesting thing about this, and and I give my doctor credit, and and this is where I want to use this example, is what she said to me was, 
it's probably something we need to go back and re-examine because we probably are working on a standard and a reputation and a world that was 10 years ago. And so what I'm going to challenge everybody to do, what I'm going to tell everybody that, that is out there right now, um, and, and what I'm going uh, to say is for everybody that's listening to this podcast, everybody that's out there, we need to tell our story. We need to help empower good people to do good things. But we also have to call, call people out and ask people to, to, hey, let's check ourselves. Why are we judging people? Why are we holding people to these standards if it doesn't make sense today? And today is such a different world. And I, and I truly believe that um, not only do we have, all have vulnerabilities, but we all have our own addictions and our own problems. And everybody handles everything differently. And if you're a good person and you like um, cocaine or you like to do LSD every once in a while, whatever it may be, I don't judge you. Good for you. As long as you're not harming others and as long as, as it brings you happiness, good on you. And because I think that's how we move forward together. And so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to keep FOMO fans running. This is episode 100 of the podcast. Um, it's going to be, you know, it will definitely have some kind of pivot or flow. I don't know if it's a name change or just some uh, integration of uh, interviews, but I mean, this podcast means a lot to me, but it's also this idea that, you know, like having a vehicle to tell my story, having a, an opportunity to connect with you guys that, that I do. And I, and I hope that, you know, that, the reason this episode I, I focused so heavily on this topic is that I want us together to make a movement. I want everyone to ask ourselves, are we, are we walking towards the success that we want? When I started this podcast, I'm committed to doing 100 episodes. I committed to doing 100 episodes for one reason. I wasn't sure if I could do it because I like to change and I like to pivot too much. And I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow, let alone 99 episodes from now. And it's been a trial, but part of what I've learned along the way is I've grown, I've changed who I am, things are you know, evolving. But throughout that entire time, staying committed to something and, and being willing to go all in in something that you believe in is how we make our mark on the world, right? And so we have to, we have to, be, we have to allow people to be empathetic for us. We have to tell our story. We have to put ourselves out there. We need to stop judging people based on one variable. If someone hates you, if someone comments on this podcast or on this video and says something very derogatory or negative to me, I'm not going to judge them based on the face value of that one comment. I'll, I'll go look at their profile. I'll go look at what other stuff they've commented on. Maybe they're going through a bad day. Maybe they just got laid off. Maybe that they, they're in the depression state that I was in three years ago. And, and, and that's our job. Our job now is that we have no excuse not to do the research. If we are judging people based on one variable, especially in the digital world, you're lazy, lazy and not putting in the effort and you won't change the world. We will change the world by caring more, by digging deeper, by leveraging technology to allow us to understand people at a deeper level, and then focusing on good people doing good things. And that's where I'm moving forward. That's my life's mission. Um, I, we just did an episode of Just Try This podcast, uh, episode nine I did with Amy. Um, and we did, a, we did it on this very similar topic, but we, Amy talked about it from her point of view. Uh, definitely check out that episode. Uh, uh, just go to JustTryThisPodcast.com. Uh, check out episode nine if you guys want to hear Amy and I go back and forth. She kind of brought up some different points of view from me um, that I really enjoyed. But I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank Iographer. I'm wearing their hat right now. Uh, Iographer has been my sponsor since day one of the podcast in 2016. Um, it's pretty cool that I've had a sponsor that has kind of uh, been, a, been with me this entire time. 
Um, they use the case that I use for live streaming. Uh, it's also the book bag that I wear. It's also the tripod that I use for uh, my phone. Uh, I want to thank everybody that's listened to one episode or a hundred episodes. Uh, you know, we all have so many distractions, so many things going on in life. Uh, the fact that you guys give me any of your time during your week uh, means a lot to me, and it should mean a lot to anyone. And if you're a content creator, uh, I'm going to leave you guys with this just kind of like call to action. It doesn't matter how many followers you have, and it might sound um, nice coming from me because I have a, a very large following on social, but it doesn't matter how many followers you have because if I would have asked you, every, every person that's listening, if I would have asked you 10 years ago, if you could have the ability to impact one person's life every day, would you sign up to do that? Hell yeah, you would. Impact one person's life. Maybe entertain them, inspire them, educate them, make them feel less alone, uh, laugh with them, cry with them, whatever it may be. If, you, if we would have told ourselves 10 years ago that we would have the ability to do that with one person a day, every single day, we would have all signed up for it. Here's the thing. We have that ability in front of us today. The question is, are we willing to put in the effort to make it happen? Are we willing to stop blaming technology and social media for the shitty society that we've been living in, the things that we've allowed to go on in the back room because of powerful people doing bad things? Or are we going to identify this? Are we going to change? Are we going to embrace the unknown? Are we going to be better humans as a whole? And then together, it's not going to matter what social media exposes. We're going to move the needle forward. And so I challenge you, it's not about reaching a million million people. It's not about having a big following. It's about understanding the importance and value because with great power, you know, demands great respect in the great words of Spider-Man. And I believe everyone has a story to tell and everyone has the power to impact one other person. And the suicide rates will go down. There'll be less bad people in the world doing bad things. We'll be able to highlight more good people doing good things. If each of us are committed to telling our story and helping one other person a day. My name is Brian Fanzo. I thank you guys so much for listening to episode 100 of the FOMO Fans Podcast. I'm sorry it took me three weeks to put it out, but I hope it was worth it for you guys listening. If you love this show, I would love a review on iTunes. Um, I know I don't usually ask for that, but um, episode 100 means a lot to me, and I'm very proud to make it this far. And I would love a review on iTunes on that. If you're listening to the other podcast, just try this podcast or my the third one, Smack Talk. Um, you know, I, I appreciate the love. Uh, I truly believe in this idea that... Um, you know, if you show you care about others, people will uh, care about you. And I appreciate everyone that's cared about me. And I hope you guys know that I, I truly care about what you guys are doing. And I truly care about making this world a better place. And I believe together we're going to do this damn thing. Uh, and you're either going to get on board with me or you're going to get ran over. And that's the choices. Uh, until next time, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. Have a good one.